What's up, solarpreneurs? Welcome back to another episode. Apologize for missing a week. We're trying to keep the episodes consistent every Friday. Let us know if you like that schedule. This week we have with us the one and only Kevin Dana. He is, among other things, a model, a solar expert, an Instagram guru, many things, um, professional eater. But today we have him on specifically to talk about how he has been able to manage a team of millennials and build that team into an empire here in San Diego. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Let us know what you think. Give us a comment. And without further ado, let's get into the intro music. Look, in the solar business, there's really only two types of people. There's the ones that crush it, make six, seven, and eight figures, and then there's everyone else. The question is, which one will you be? Over the last four years, we've studied the sharpest solar sales and marketing professionals and how they build multi-million dollar incomes using only the best sales and marketing strategies. So how do these solarpreneurs do what they do and what makes them so successful? This podcast is your answer. Join us and thousands of sales pros, marketers, and entrepreneurs as we take the solar industry by storm and uncover what it takes to sell more solar with less effort. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast. What's going on, solarpreneurs? We got another Friday coming up. And we're excited because today we have in house, in the studio, the one and only Kevin Dana. And Kevin, he's been crushing it in the industry. He is managing our team now. He's helped build our team into an empire and really just taking it to a whole new culture. So we're excited to have you on the show. Katie, we call him, or Kevin Dana. Welcome to the show, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Very yeah. glad to be here. Yeah, we're stoked. And uh, Katie, he's been, he's been kind of a mentor for me, too, because... It's just been cool to see how much he <laughs> hustles, how much he like gets after things. He's one of the most dedicated people I've seen. He's not only in the solar industry, but he's a bodybuilder. He's a fitness machine. He's a competitive eater. I don't know if you're doing that anymore. Are you doing any competitive eating? Uh, I'm taking a break from it on my diet, but yeah, I still uh, still mess around with it sometimes. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. You don't see that too often, but the guy's got a six pack, but you also see him throw down a dozen donuts and in what 48 seconds was that the 53 53 yeah so he's got like what are you the third fastest in the world or (laughs) something yep third fastest in the world at donuts so (laughs) Krispy Kreme yeah so if you want to see that video go I think don't you have it on Instagram yeah just check out my Instagram it's just Kevin underscore data underscore okay so yeah you'll see a lot of stuff because uh I mean KD he's a jack of all trades he can do it all pretty much (laughs) yeah and he's an entrepreneur, too. He's working on a, a fitness. What's your uh, fitness brand? Uh, Uprise Fitness. So, okay. you know, it's uh, apparel to start later. Uh, hopefully, well, beginning of next year, we'll probably do self-fits. And then, ultimately, we're going to have the best gym in the U.S. Uh, just, like, scale up to just have it massive. And then branch off in the franchise, franchise model. Um, but, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, so, I mean, this guy's doing everything. He just got a Tesla. I mean, so, if, yeah, if you want to be entertained, if you want to see everything he's up to, definitely follow him on Instagram, because he's one of the must-watched uh, Instagrammers. He's always posting <laughs> on there. Appreciate that. Yeah, but enough said with that. Obviously, we're focusing on the solar industry, and Katie is crushing it in the industry. 
So today we want to focus in on specifically how he's been able to help build the team, the culture on our team. But first, we want to hear, Katie, how did you get in the industry and what was your story behind that? Yeah, so I uh, started in door-to-door sales, not in the solar industry, but in pest control. So I went out to uh, graduate high school, and I, uh, I was in high school in Utah, and I didn't really like Utah. I grew up in San Francisco, moved to Utah for, you know, my dad's job. They had a good school, you know, football, whatever. Um, but yeah, so we uh, moved to Utah. I uh, ended up not really liking it as near as much as California, so I, as soon as I graduate, I got to get back. And the only really way, you know, my family was there, I didn't really have a way other than this. My friend was doing um, summer sales in Orange County. So, all right, uh, that's that's my ticket to California, right? So I went out to California, uh, did uh, summer sales. Uh, wasn't too serious about it, uh, you know, just being out of high school back in California. Uh, I wasn't like partying or anything. I just maybe didn't have the best work ethic. Uh, towards the end, I developed it. But I was there for probably two, two months um, until they kicked me out. So they kicked me off the team. Brought me in, the team leader, um, brought me in at like 12 o'clock at night on like a Friday um, and said, you have to be out tomorrow at 6 a.m. So kicked me out, um, didn't really have any place to go. So I like went, drove down to San Diego. We, uh, our family has like a beach condo down in San Diego. So I was able to like stay there for a couple days while I figured it out. Um, ended up moving up to Marietta doing uh, solar sales with this company called My Smart House. Uh, probably had the worst sales, like a worst sales experience there. It was door to door too. Um, they'd be like smoking, you know, all kinds of drugs in the van on the way out to area. Oh, and it was just like, and it's just the people that were there. It's just like kind of gross feeling. But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I uh, got out of that and then I uh, started doing construction for this guy who actually is one of the former uh, owners of New Power, a uh, former partner that they had. So I was renting a room from him. Because um, I, you know, I found him uh, I think through church. I and I was renting a room from him, okay. and I was doing construction on his house on demo. And he's like, um, you know, he saw my work ethic, I guess, and stuff. And then he's like, um, I was at this time where I was planning on going to college at BYU Hawaii just for a semester because I'm like, well, none of this is working. I guess I'll try the college thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, when you come back uh, just after one semester. I want you to work for us. I'm like, okay, cool. Nice. And then he's like, I want you to do door-to-door sales. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. Because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, at this point, door-to-door sales, two really bad experiences. I'm like, I don't really want to do that again. I've tried it twice, hated it, like, both times. Yeah. Um, but he's like, no, 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 believe me, just try it out, trust me. Uh, so I don't really have another option. So I went to BYU, came back, and uh, that's the job he was offering me, and that's the opportunity I had to live here. So I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to make this thing work. I'm going to make this sales thing work. Um, I don't care how long it takes. I'm just going to make it work. So I started uh, in May of last year, and so it's been about a year and a month now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I um, struggled for the first maybe four months. Uh, and then after that, I started to get the hang of it. Um, and then now, you know, my income just keeps going up every single month. It just gets better. Yeah. Yeah, it's been incredible to see the growth because, yeah, I was here when you first started, and I mean, yeah, we saw you book a bunch of appointments, but at first, a lot of them weren't going through. Just, I don't get, think. just get some phone numbers and emails and say, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we see our newer guys experience. We're all booking appointments, but you really got to lock down solid times with these people because yeah. you can get all the names and phone numbers, but a lot of times that's not going to convert. Yeah. But, yeah, so, Katie, what, what was it that uh, made you be successful this time around? Because, yeah, you've been in door-to-door. 
you were failing in that. So yeah. What do you think the difference was with this? Is it just more the opportunity, you think? Or? So I didn't really have any other thing to fall back on. So I'm like, I got to make this where I hated college. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. I already, already knew I wasn't going to college. I just went for a semester just to tell my parents, you know, I tried it, you know. <laughs> Uh, so I tried it. There, there's that. Yeah. Um, so I, then I came back. I'm like, I'm gonna make this sales thing work. I already knew sales was like one of the most important high income skills anyone can learn, regardless of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, like, I'm gonna get good at this. You know, I heard Greg Cardone. He sucked at sales for three years. I'm like, okay. Well, I was during this time. I was watching these videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like four months in, still sucking. And I'm like, he sucked for three years. Now he's arguably one of the best sales trainers in the world. So, yeah. um, you know, I can't you know, give up on this. I'm not the type to give up anyway. So mm-hmm. um, I just kept the number one thing I'd say and the number one thing I tell my reps when they come in here is uh, commitment. If you have commitment and you're like, I'm going to make this work, like, I don't know when it'll happen, but I know eventually, you know, you'll break, you'll make some good money, at least six figures um, in the first maybe even 12 months um, mm-hmm. that you're here. Um, but if you just commit yourself to it and stop like looking for the grass is greener somewhere else and bouncing around to other companies, other types of jobs, looking for uh, a quick, like, better, like, I'm making, like, if I wasn't doing well, um, like, in the beginning, I wasn't doing well, and I was looking, like, I could have made more McDonald's my first four months, way more, Um, but I'm, like, at McDonald's, there's a cap to your income, here, once I get good, I can just, there's no, there's no limit to what I can make, so, like, I I hate trading time for money, always have, never never had really an hourly job, because I knew you can't scale if you're trading time for money. I want to be paid on my results, mm-hmm. not just my labor. You know, I can't stand that. So, True. Um, really, just having the commitment, I think, is the number one thing that's been able to get me to where I am. Uh, which I'm still, you know, reaching for new heights. I'm not anywhere special, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely, um, getting better every day. Yeah, yeah. He definitely hustles out there. You can definitely see that. And what I've been impressed with, too, is um, not everyone can say this, but you've been committed, you know, the personal development stuff. You're always investing in courses. You're always reading. You're always doing stuff like that, which I love doing that, too. Yeah. We went a couple months. Yeah, it was March or something. We went to the, what was that? Summit High Status Summit. Yeah. High Status Summit. So we were at that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been cool to see him invest in himself, do that. So how much do you think that's contributed to your growth, too, like, you know, reading, investing in courses, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to, I think it's uh, just uh, everyday learning, um, no matter what it is, whether you read, listen to a podcast, you have to be learning something constantly. If you're not learning, you're, you know, you're not going to be growing, um, and you always want to be growing. So I will say I have tapered down. Um, there is a, a, there's a fine line between reading all that stuff and studying all that content, and really like taking action on it, because a lot of I'll see a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake of, or solopreneurs, whatever, anyone in the personal development space, they'll read all the books, they'll buy every book, they'll read it, listen to every podcast, and then uh, what happens is you get overwhelmed with information, and you're just constantly consuming information, mm-hmm. uh, which information is great if you use it, but if you're just getting information to keep getting information, and you're not really taking action, because I see a lot of people that go to seminars, I'll see them you know, a couple seminars later, and they're still in, like, the same position now, and they went to four seminars since then. Yeah. So um, my mentor is Peter Vood. I don't know if you guys know him, but um, he, he talks about uh, mastery versus overload. So when you learn a lot, you know, that's over overload. You know, you're overloading with all these books, all this podcasts, uh, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he focused on mastery. So don't go to another event unless you've implemented and applied those skills you learned from the last event. 
There's no, none of these events are going to have these magical powers that you get from going to them. You still have to uh, just go back and put in the work. So where I'm at right now, I don't think it's a lack of information. I just need to execute on a daily basis and just like it's time will do it. Like I, I can hustle, um, but it just takes time, and I'm aware of that. So. I have a little tapered down on maybe the reading and stuff. I still listen to podcasts when I drive. Um, try not to listen to music yeah. um, just to maximize time. But for me to sit down and read a book for one to two hours, I don't think would be effective um, yeah. with what I need to accomplish currently. Um, but yeah, definitely or getting started. It is crucial um, to get that knowledge. But once you have enough knowledge, um, you know, then just start taking action. Yeah. And that's huge, and I love that because I've been guilty of that all the time. Buying courses, I can go into my bookmark tabs, and I probably see fifty courses. No joke, <laughs> I, I bought. Wow. But the truth is, I've probably maybe gone through completely. I've maybe gone through ten to fifteen of those, mm-hmm. and then maybe another twenty-five. I've actually gone through halfway yeah. or something, and then the rest I bought, and they just sit there. Yeah. So yeah, it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake of: is buying those courses, not implementing. And what I think is important is just taking that next step, learning one thing, yeah. and then don't move on in a course or don't, I mean, I would say don't even read another page or whatever you're doing until you go and implement that one thing. Yeah. And then that's going to help you uh, develop the discipline to actually implement what you're learning. And I think I saw that, I remember when we went to uh, the High Status Summit, you were, uh, you were buying some of the courses and all that. He was offering about you know, speaking and stuff like that. Yeah, and then is that kind of what happened? Is you is you realize? Yeah, I got a refund on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was a it was was a power speaking thing that I would have got flying out Jason Capital, meeting with Miami speak. Uh, Just with what I was doing, I needed that money to invest in business. So I'm just like, uh, this isn't really going to change. You know, I'm not public speaking yet. I'm not there. You know, Um, so I just need this money to really help. uh, You know, start my business. Yeah. So I just you know got a refund. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you probably realize that because, yeah, I think sometimes what we do as entrepreneurs, too, is we don't focus in on one thing. Yeah. We see all these different skills. We see the copywriting. We see, I don't know, presenting. Especially if you're going to these seminars. You know, you'll see a guy in the e-commerce space, a guy copywriting, um, a guy, you know, doing online training and all this stuff. And you're like, oh, that looks good. That looks good. And yeah. you get, like, shiny object syndrome. Yeah. What happened? And then you're, like, looking at all these shiny objects. Next thing you know, you're a hoarder and you don't got anything accomplished. <laughs> yeah. So it's really like just, I've worked really hard on it, just like eliminating all the BS. Like I'm not the copywriting guy right now, at least. I'll learn that skill eventually, but right now I'm focusing on um, my business, which is fitness. We're making apparel, um, yeah. just doing that, and then the sales team. My focus is on the uprise and then sales team, nothing else. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that's huge. Focusing on one thing and then... Also, as entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, we need to learn how to outsource these things, too. You don't have to be an expert in all things. You look at most CEOs. You look at the Russell Brunsons. You look at the Tony Robbins. The truth is they're doing very little of all the marketing and stuff you see. They're focused in on one thing, and that's leading their company. And then they know the basics of the copywriting. They know the basics of all the stuff, but they're hiring the experts in those things to help them do the things that yeah. they don't. Yeah, they don't need to take the time to learn all that. They need to focus in on what's uh, the high high income producing activities. Yeah, yeah, that's huge, and uh, it's been cool to see you kind of develop your focus and all that, Katie. So, uh, with that being said, let's kind of transition into um, how you've been able to help lead the team, grow the team. So we grew. How many people do you had? Do you think there were when you first got out here? Um, so it's always fluctuating. When I first got out here, 
you're talking about when I was manager or when I was just out here? Um, I guess both. Yeah, I mean, when, first I mean, when I first got out here, there was probably know, eight people in my office. Uh, and I was like, with the summer flood, you know, we get more people in summer who just stay for the summer. Yeah. And then they leave. But uh, one of the manager, this was in November. Mm-hmm. No, no. This was December. Uh, I took over as manager, and I remember vividly me being up there, uh, getting excited for everyone to show up. And it was me and uh, this girl named Danny, mm-hmm. and maybe Patrick. So there's three of us. Mm-hmm. And the day before that, we might have had like eight people or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's always like it's super frustrating when you get that because you're like, what can I do to like get these guys to show up? So uh, you know, three like solid, solid show up every day, and like. Mm-hmm. Might have been like five people who like come in when they feel like it, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's one of the, the struggles we've had, and I'm sure every company has, is getting people to show up consistently and everything, getting people to treat it like a real job and all that, because they're not going to make money if they don't show up consistently. So yeah, well, now we went from three people, and now we're what about 20, 25? Um, around twenty five. Um, so they split some of our reps into other offices, so that's taken a little bit of a dip, but, um, yeah, to about 20, 25, 26. Okay. So, yeah, um, it's been going up. Obviously, there's the ups and the downs. They're solid, too. They're not, like, the show up, you know, once a week type people either, so. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's been cool to see kind of the culture change, because, like you are saying, when you first came out, I think that was basically the culture, is show up when you want. Yeah do whatever you want and make some money and then, you know, just balance if you're not making money. So, yeah, we've seen it change and it's been cool to see Katie help us with that. So what are some things you think that have contributed just to that culture change and, you know, having more guys show up and take more seriously? Yeah, so number one thing, uh, definitely want to make it a fun environment for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Fun and motivating. So, you know, you have a a fine line between just screwing off and being fun and then actually being effective and being able to have an organized team meeting and get everyone motivated to get out there. Um, so what we do, um, everyone, you know, we're playing music when everyone first comes in. Uh, we have a very young uh, culture here. Um, very, everyone's uh, pretty much under the age of 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Um, say 20 to 27 is our main age range. There's a few outliers, but mm-hmm. um, so everyone's super, uh, super like-minded, um, and we're very entrepreneurial. So. Uh, one thing I do uh, when new people come in, what I've done with our team, is we'll come in and we'll go over our dreams, um, like life dreams, So, uh, which I think I really like. I like knowing what everyone on my team is looking to accomplish. It can help me because at the end of the day, I want to help people, not just in sales, but also like, what else do you do? I have this connection for you. I can help you here or whatever whatever they're doing. I just want to you know, help with. We're not just like, just succeed here and you know, don't do anything on the side. We encourage everyone to have like a side hustle. Just as long as if not taking away from your main hustle, which should be new power yeah. um, and sales. But um, mm-hmm. so I'll, we'll go over the dreams of everyone, and then um, basically after that, you know, I tell people, you know, I'm holding you accountable to these. If you if I see you do stuff that is not in correlation to this, uh, I'm gonna you know talk to you about it, uh, call you out, you know, because you're you have these dreams of being a millionaire, billionaire, whatever it is, and then you're waking up at eleven o'clock and then coming to work hardly even showered, like. That's just not how these people are. Yeah. You know, if you want to achieve this, then um, act as such. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I, the way I am is very. Uh, we have a good balance because the other manager, Patrick, he's more of like an emotional support. I'd say I'm pretty, pretty harsh. Uh, not like mean, like mean, but just like I'm very. Um, 
I don't know. I'm just very, like, uh, straightforward to the point. I'm like, you're doing this. Like, this is not okay. Like, be on time or don't come. Like, I'll say all the time, I'll go up there when people are being late and wherever they come in. Drives me nuts when people are late. Um, yeah. I think it's disrespectful to the team because, um, you know, it distracts everyone. Sure. So when they come in late, um, you know, sometimes I'll be like, I'll just go on a, like a rant. Maybe we have, um, we only want eight players on our team. So if you're like not willing to show up, if you're not willing to put in the hours, if you're only going to show up when you feel like it, then maybe you can find another sales gig. Yeah. Because this is, this is not that, um, which I think just like in sales, that takeaway, I think helps people stick, honestly. For sure. Because um, people, people are like, they want to be a part of that. You know, they want to, all of us are hustlers that they want to be a part of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just make it so they really want to, and they're definitely very welcomed here. And, you know, we've uh, been able to gather, you know, tons of people coming for interviews, but I, are, I, I pretty much know when I meet someone, mm-hmm. uh, just off the first interaction with them, whether they're going to stick or not. Um, just because the environment we have is so, it's so um, obvious that it's just young hustle. Yeah. Anything other than that, they're not even going to feel comfortable here. They're just going to like, go somewhere else that people looking for maybe an hourly wage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, people here are really trying to, you know, we have several people on the team that have dreams of being billionaires, myself included. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't even think of that. Like yeah. A lot of people, we have sometimes we'll do it and these new people are in and we'll have to go around asking dreams and like some people will be like, we don't have dreams. They're like, I don't have yeah. Which is really cool because I'm sure they went up home that night and, you know, thought about maybe what is my dream. Yeah. Um, so that's the effect I want to have on most people is when they come into this job, whether they're here for three months, whether they're here for a year, whether they're here for life, um, whatever. I just want them to be better than when they came in, whether it's a better mindset, better financial position, whatever that is. Um, and that's just what I've been trying to instill. Um, but I just like, I'm not like acting like someone else either. That's, you can't really act as someone else that you see like Grant Cardone leading a team. Like I'm going to act like Grant Cardone. Like just act like you would do it. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, it works and it's been working. So, um, yeah. you know, something's been working, I guess. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and people see that you care and then you really want them to succeed. And I've seen a lot of guys come in here that, like you're saying, didn't seem like maybe they'd be that successful. Then we've been, been able to change them through the culture and people have, yeah, kind of their side hustles, things like that. So uh, what would you say, you talked about how you can tell if they're going to be successful or not. What do you think you, what, what do you see in people that are like the successful versus not successful? Can you like tell right off the bat? So number, number one thing is they, uh, when they come in, uh, if they're talking and interacting with the team, that's a sure, that's a sure, that's a good sign that they're going to stick. If they're just kind of sitting in the corner, not really like socializing um, or whatever, I get it that they're shy and stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. the way it's played out is they almost 100% of the time will quit. Just um, because that first little bit of, it's bottom line, I think, comes out of them not being comfortable in the environment um, and them not trying to make themselves comfortable. Like, they're not putting much effort because mm-hmm. they could become comfortable, but they're just not even putting the effort in to do that. Yeah. Um, which I think the effort to, like, meet people and talk to people, because uh, I'm very introverted as well. I'm not extroverted, so I understand it. Uh, yeah. But I also know that in order to get places, I have to turn on that extrovert, like extrovert button or whatever. Yeah. And I have to meet people, I have to be generally interested in them. And a lot of them don't do that. Um, so maybe it's a personality trait, um, or I don't know. But basically, if they do that, I'm pretty confident that they're not going to last more than a week or two. Yeah. And we've seen that, well, what, what I see too in the teams, you guys all go hang out, you're doing stuff yeah. together. 
that's the culture is that guys are hanging out buddies we're not you know we're co-workers but we're, at the end of the day we're friends like we um you know we're hanging out on weekends yeah so i'm like i have to go hang out with my co-workers it's like they're yeah. my friends and i happen to work with them yeah yeah. yeah i mean most of you guys all have you know live in the same apartment complex so yeah, like yeah so i think that's all part of it and just making guys feel comfortable so have you seen um, if they're not talking to people? Um, we'll definitely engage them. We'll definitely yeah. introduce them to everyone. But at the end of the day, we will. You know, we can't. You know, baby them for the whole person, time. Yeah. Like we can give them an introduction if they choose to continue talking. That's their choice. Yeah, yeah, cool. So and then we have meetings in our company that are Monday through Friday. Um, start at one p.m. Then we go out with the team. We guys get out what two thirty three something like that. Yeah, I usually start docking at three. Okay, and then yeah, stop usually around seven thirty, eight something like that. And now it's eight o'clock. Okay, eight oh, yeah, thirty. Yeah. Okay, eight o'clock. So yeah, that's been huge. Just having guys work those full hours. How important do you think it is working, putting in the time, doing the full hours? Oh well, it's crucial. I mean, these uh, it's four hours, four or five hours. You know, I you know, that's that's part time job. Nine a.m. to nine at night. Yeah, that's twelve hours. Yeah. So like. I tell them all the time, like, if you guys can't work four hours and you have dreams of being a millionaire, like, who do you think you are? Like, <laughs> you know, I, I, that's the way I am with people, and, you know, I guess they appreciate it because they keep showing up, so, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I know what their dreams are, and then if I see that they're not, you're not going to, you, you can't even work a full four hours, yeah. like, what, are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> it's like self-deception. I know. That's true. Actions aren't lining up with the goals. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, that's been part of it, too, is um, I think we've changed that culture because a lot of people in the past, yeah, we kind of let people do part-time schedules and work yeah. whenever, and I can't recall really any rep that we've had be successful if they're not working minimum, you know, mm-hmm. four hours a day. They're going to have very little success. That's been huge, too. So talk about um, the meetings. That's been, I think, important for what we're doing. What do you do? How do you schedule the meetings, and what do you do during the meetings to kind of pump everyone up? And yeah, I'm ready to walk us through the meetings. Yeah, so the first thing we do, um, everyone, you know, walks in, uh, especially on Monday when they, you know, talk about the weekends. New people, maybe we'll introduce everyone. Um, everyone stand up, just 20 seconds each, so it doesn't take too long. Mm-hmm. Just, like, tell them an interesting fact about you, where you're from, you know, your name, all that stuff, just so everyone knows each other um, and then we'll go over the numbers from the previous day um, and really highlight you know the, the positives um, of stuff and like who was killing it and stuff and then just real quickly go over everyone's numbers um, and uh, then we'll go over everyone's goals for the day um, and really I really stress those when we go over them because I'm like this is not like some people will, you know they'll get to the day before and they're like tomorrow I want to get 10 and like yeah. come on like these are like goals that you're committed to not just like yeah. dreams you know like these are um, so I really stress that of like going over like like you I'd be like disappointed if all you guys these goals that you put up here if you like don't get them like I'll be disappointed so like do that kind of goals rather than just shoot for the stars which is great all about dreaming big but when it comes down to it mm-hmm. if you set your goal for ten and the previous day you got two and you're the next day you're out there and you have you know one um, mm-hmm. you're not you're not even thinking of that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're not even going to probably push yourself as much as if you had to because that was your goal mm-hmm. so um, definitely go over the goals make sure they're reasonable um, with what their previous performance has been and then after that you know we'll have a uh, book minute now book minute is one of the favorite 
uh, things on the team. It's what everyone seems to enjoy. We actually have reps fighting over it. Uh, nice. It's the book minute. So the book minute is just where, you know, because I'm up there speaking on it, it's where I really give the stage to, like, one of the reps to come over. And they can do a sales training. They can do a mindset training. Um, basically, you know, it's not necessarily sales related. It can be anything um, about, like, life or, like, self-development, motivation, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll have... People, you know, whether you listen to podcasts or whatever, just from the heart, like just come up here and they'll give maybe one, maybe three minutes max usually. They'll give like a little little presentation on things they learned um, from podcasts or things they just learned outside of doing life and doing the doors. And uh, People really like that and I like giving people the audience, uh, you know, giving people the opportunity to share because, um, I, you know, I'm up there a lot and it's like, you know, I'm sure one of these like, want, that these guys want to come up too. Yeah. Uh, so definitely giving them that opportunity to have, uh, to be heard pretty much is what I think is really important with anyone on the team. They like um, being heard and they like, a lot of them will like sharing it with others. Um, and also public speaking, um, it's great practice for that for everyone on the team, yeah. and, you know, for including me. Yeah. Um, and public speaking is like the highest paid per hour job in the world. So. Yeah. It's very crucial. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you do your goals, your book minutes, and then after that, is it basically just short training? Yeah, then I'll do a technical training. Um, Sometimes I'll do do mindset training a lot, too, because bottom line is uh, I'll say I'll do mindset training more than I will technical Mm because the way I look at it is you can have all the tools in your tool bag, but if you don't even have the mental discipline to get out there and do it, it doesn't matter what you're carrying uh, in your tool belt. Like, you, you can't. You can't perform unless your mindset's right. Mm-hmm. This is a very mental job. You're out there alone. No one's telling you to go to the next door. It's just yourself. You have to be extremely self-driven. Yeah. Um, and all these people, they're like, I tell them, you're like motivated right now. How many, how many of you will be motivated three hours from now after you've got no ABs, everyone's cussed you out, and then you got, um, you know, everyone else is posting stuff, and you're just frustrated with yourself. You're not going to be motivated. At least I'm not all the time. Yeah. Uh, so basically, like, you know, go over, like, discipline. Um, I go over, like, one of my favorite things to tell everyone I want to get it like spray graffitied up in the office is feelings kill dreams. So that's one of my favorite things because like how you feel doesn't really matter. Um, you still keep doing you know whatever it needs to whatever you need to do to get your get your goal accomplished. So yeah. whether you feel good, you know, still go to the gym. Whether you uh, you know feel discouraged, still go to the next door. That kind of thing. Um, but I'll do a lot of mindset training. Um, you know, people. A lot of these guys coming in, they don't. They haven't done as much self-development as me. They haven't watched all these videos, books, and stuff. So yeah. a lot of it's, like, new to them. Like, maybe it's old to me, mm-hmm. uh, but it's new to them. So a lot of things that I've learned from running a team is say old things to new people rather than, like, new things to old people. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, just keep, you know, going over stuff repeatedly. Maybe the old people who've been here a while, they, like, have heard this all the time. But it's really crucial for everyone to just really nail those stuff down, make sure everyone has a good mindset going into it. Make sure everyone has the skills and tactics needed. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's that can't be said enough. It's just repeating the same things in yeah. different ways. I think you know, using stories, stuff like that. But um, when I first came here, Rob, our our uh, president of sales, I probably have heard him give the same training basically mm-hmm. for like you know the six nameless, months straight. <laughs> you know, the nameless every week. Yeah, <laughs> so we're talking about the same things over and over and over, but yeah, it's like you're saying, most reps, yeah. that's the reason they're not having success, is they're not locking down those middle things, or those you know, simple things, so of course we're going to do the same training if they can't even do the basics of it, Yeah. so yeah, I don't think we need to reinvent the wheel, 
really you just need to have a couple different topics and just keep drilling them down, role playing. Do you guys do uh, role plays still yeah. as a novice? Yeah, we'll do we'll do role play uh, most days, and then uh, we'll have people come up, um, pitch. We'll have people like uh, stand up, give the intro, like popcorn. Everyone stands up. Everyone's excited. They kind of do their intro. We critique it or sit down. If someone else comes up or just stuff like that. Maybe they're doing the outro and they're trying to get in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's different parts of the pitch. Or sometimes we want to do the whole pitch with someone who's done really well just so we can see what they're doing. Or if they're not doing well and they want to stand up uh, and do their pitch, we can all like critique it kind of and like give them help what we think they could do better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely go through the pitch a lot. Yeah, yeah, super important. I think doing role plays. So yeah, um, all that's the meeting, and um, what was the last usually, like 45 minutes, would you say? Yeah, 45 minutes, and then we'll end the meeting with a, uh, like a four or five minute video, um, just off, you know, anyone, Dan Pena, as my life, Nick Cardona did some motivational uh, video, and then from that, we leave directly uh, out to the car, so no, no picking up, no playing ping pong on the way out, I, yeah. we used to have to struggle with that, I made sure that stopped, I was getting... Screaming at people, um, but yeah, basically, I make sure directly from the motivational video straight out because if you screw around there, all that motivation, all that stuff you build up in the meeting, the, the tactics and stuff, it all like dies down. Right? Mm-hmm. If you like are just like, all right, now we're gonna screw around for ten minutes before we leave. Like, just go straight yeah. out. Everyone's mindset's in the right place, and they're you know driving out. Maybe we'll play a podcast on the way out. I'll usually do that. Um, some days we'll do music, uh, but most days I'll say we we'll do podcasts. Okay. Yeah, and as as a team, um, well, the teams go off together. We have what, like three company vehicles right now? Uh, two company vehicles and uh, one Tesla. So, okay, you know, I take my car out to go as Tesla. <laughs> I'm taking my car out right now just so I can get out quick. I um, okay. really get my hours in. Yeah, you probably beat those uh, big vans in your Tesla. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, we have got as a team, and how important do you think that is, Katie? Just going out as a team and yeah. everyone getting out there. Yeah. So. Future. You know, anyone on our team who's tried to knock Saturdays, uh, I'll hear it. They knock. I don't know, I'm gonna knock Saturdays. I hear that all the time. I'm, not, I'm so motivated. I, I'm not happy with this week. I knock Saturday. Yeah. On uh, Saturday, just talking to him Saturday night. You knock today? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because uh, you know they're driving themselves out. You know, and they have their car right there, and they get like this guy cussing them out, and their car is right there. Their friends are at the beach. Yeah. You know. It's yeah. really hard. Even for me, I'm super disciplined, and it's super, super hard knowing that you're like the, um, you're just out there, and you can leave at any second. Yeah. When you don't have a car, people drop you off. You don't really have a choice. Yeah. And like you can sit there and lay on the grass, but uh, we don't have those kind of reps in our company. So yeah. you know, most of our reps they're gonna hustle when they're out there. Yeah. Um, so it's just that mental, that mental. Even you know, I drive the car. Uh, Something I've had to work really hard on is getting out. The second I park the car, yeah. six-second rule. I get out of the car in six seconds. Now, any longer than that on my phone and stuff, it would just, like, yeah. one minute will turn into 15, and it's just, like, really hard to yeah. get the motivation to do that. Um, I just make sure I get out right away. And then riding out, and everyone's having fun. Everyone's going over their pitch with each other, especially on the way back. It's like it's like a, the congratulations, like, great job today. You know, everyone's just, like, stoked for each other. Um, yeah. And then if they were struggling... Then they go, okay, what can we help with? And then they, like, help them. So it's really a really great environment um, there and back, um, which I think really helps the reps. Yeah, so that's huge. And for any of our solarpreneurs, if you're leading teams at all where you're going out the doors, I think that's probably one of the biggest factors in 
in my head, that's I think the main purpose of the meeting is just to get everyone together and yeah. then go out together. Yeah. Yeah, you have your pump up, you have your little training, but if you're not going out together, then yeah, it's like Katie was saying, very few few people are gonna have the discipline to go out, to get out of their car, to, you know, not be at the beach. And our companies we're doing Monday through Friday. Obviously weekends are awesome to knock to, but we just want the main thing, the team getting together, going out at the same time, and then everyone staying motivated that way. That way there's a lot less people. Yeah. That, you know, the, the group sure. chat does a great job of motivating people. Uh, sure. yeah. We have a thing called Group Me. It's just where we post, you know, our ABs or appointments booked. Uh, mm-hmm. Every time we post an appointment, put it up on the Group Me. And, uh, you know, that really helps a lot of people to comment on it all the time. Like, I see you guys killing on the Group Me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, be my hustle my ass so I can, get, you know, get mine. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, and, yeah, that's been important, I think, is people post pictures, people maybe... You know, someone was a jerk or something, so I'll post about that. It's keeping it like light stuff. Like keep it positive, obviously, not like negative. Like this guy was such a such a dick or whatever. Yeah. Like keep it keep it positive. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I stress that a lot with the reps. Yeah, yeah. So all those things have helped us change the culture and everyone be a lot more motivated, work a lot more. And yeah, it's for those that aren't um, leading the teams. Like I go out, I close a lot of the deals that are set up. And uh, I definitely know what he's saying. When you're growing out by yourself, it's going to take way more motivation. Yeah. So if, if you don't have that team environment, I would suggest getting buddying up with someone, just creating some sort of environment where you can be part of a team. And then you're going to be able to stay a lot more motivated, especially as you're out knocking doors. And I think mean, that's been a huge factor in the success we've been able to have. So yeah, that's been uh, cool to see the growth. And anything else, Katie, you feel like it's contributed to just like the culture and the growth of the office here? Yeah, I mean, one thing I've learned uh, with just leadership in general, or uh, especially, you know, leading a team, is that your dream has to be big enough as a leader for everyone to dream to fit inside yours. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I get up there, you know, my goal is to be um, a billionaire, but more importantly than that, I want to be the top 100, um, like, what is it, like, top 100 entrepreneurs uh, recognized by, like, Forbes and stuff. Nice. Uh, so that's like the goal. Basically, have the or no, no, no is uh, top one hundred most influential entrepreneurs. Think, yeah. um, so you know, influential I think is the most important thing because like, if you have influence, you know the money, you know that's just a byproduct. But influence is really, uh, if you, I ever got that, you know that's like all that's my dream. All these little things like these businesses and stuff, that's all under that. It's a huge umbrella. And if I were to able to get that, I've changed a ton of people's lives. Um, whether they be people on my sales team or maybe there'd be people I, you know, I sell products to with my brand or whatever. And they're just yeah. like, love what the brand stands for. And it just gives them a little bit more motivation and stuff. Um, but basically, um, your dreams, like I'll tell, I'll give people, uh, people need like hope. Like I'll, I'll say all the time, like if you start with this company and there's no limit to where you can go. I mean, yeah. we, we've had the rep come in here in three months. Now he has his own team under him. Already, that's awesome. In three months, so yeah. um, that's I, you really feed the vision to everyone. Like this is where this company's going. Like we're still growing rapidly. Like you can have your own team. You can be a regional manager. You can do all this stuff. But you, number one thing we look for is loyalty and work ethic. So definitely develop those things, like, and then we'll notice. You know, we'll notice you guys, and that really gets a lot of people to push because a lot of people on the team want to be in a management position, obviously, because um, obviously you make more. Um, and it's just one of the best skills you can learn is managing a team, uh, yeah. learning how to work with others on that scale. Um, so we, I really, you know, I don't want ever people to feel like you're a rep 
and that's all you are, and that's all you can be. Like, yeah. you, know, like you can be a rep, and in four months you can have your own team, and you know, a year you can have two teams under you or three teams under you, and just like keep feeding them the dream, and that gives them, um, that'll get them through the times where they're like, I don't want. I'll have it all the time. I don't want to knock today. I don't want to show up to work every day, but I just do it because I know what I want, and I know this is just part of getting there. I'm not motivated every day, but I do have a lot of discipline, uh, so I won't ever, you know, that's where the feelings kill dreams. Your motivation is a feeling, right? So yeah. the discipline is just like, you know, I said I'm going to do this. Uh, I want this desired outcome, so I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to that outcome, whatever that means. I sleep three hours a night or four hours a night. Uh, I'm tired all day, so be it. Like that's what I need to do. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Um, and just like really give, I give that a lot to people. Like they see that in me, and uh, not to be like arrogant or anything, but they it really like inspire. A lot of them have told me like it inspires them or stuff. So yeah. um, that's really cool to see. And then the second I had like some people tell me I inspired it, like inspired them. I never. Like you told me a year ago, I didn't think that would happen at all. Like a year ago, yeah. when I first came out doing so, that's social anxiety. Like the first couple of doors I knocked on, I threw up. Really? I threw up. <laughs> yeah, I threw up. My, I'd knock on the door and I'd have like a huge, huge stomach ache. Wow. Um, I had huge social anxiety. I'm one of those kids who, like in high school, they had a group presentation. I missed school. I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't talk in front of people. Um, so, you know, sales has definitely changed my life. And my goal is to change everyone's life on the team. Uh, give them in that direction of whatever it is. You know, sales is probably the best foundation for anything. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's all I'd say is just giving everyone the, just making sure everyone knows that their uh, their potential is not limited to anything, especially in this company. And then obviously I encourage outside, you know, ventures and stuff too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just giving them hope and like, uh, you know, just feeding that vision to everyone. Yeah. I love that. Love it. It's super important. And even in recruiting new guys, yeah. I think that's something that helps you recruit guys. If you can feed that vision, you can make them see what they could become. That's something we've tried to implement in recruiting guys. And I yeah. feel like if you can instill that in them from the day one, then they're going to come a lot more dedicated, a lot more ready to hustle if you can build that dream. Because, yeah, no one wants to be stuck as, you know, yeah. just like. And then if I, if I see a rep, like you said you want to be manager. Like, what's this? You're missing work? Yeah. Like, you think you're going to be manager doing this? Like. Come on, man. Yeah. Or just stuff like that. I know. I love that. And you have guys, um, so you talk about setting goals with them. Are you meeting up with them at all regularly to kind of review things, one-on-ones, anything like that? Yeah, I do, I'll do one-on-ones um, often. Um, you know, I'll do it when, uh, especially, I'll do it a lot more with the newer reps coming in. Um, a lot of the reps I live with, so it's like, you know, I'll talk to them at, you know, 1 a.m. on a Saturday night about it or whatever. Yeah. Um, as far as like one-on-ones, you know, the people I don't live with, you know, I'll go over it, make sure I go over it with them. Yeah. And it's not just company goals either. I sit them down, like, what are your financial goals? Like, we already, I already know their dreams and stuff. Like, I go over it with them when I sit down with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really just see, um, you know, what I can do to help them get to, you know, my goal is to help you achieve your goal. You know, I'm not just here to get you to do really good at sales and just grow this thing. I also want to do that, but also like help where you're at and where you want to go. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's incredible. Yeah, it's really helped build it. And what's interesting is our office, San Diego, we were kind of the lower office. Our headquarters in Riverside. So I think when you first got here, Katie, we were always looking at Riverside and be like, mm-hmm. dang, how are we ever going to like catch up to them? We're like so far behind them. And now because of Katie and a lot of the culture we've changed, now we're kind of the golden goose of the company. Riverside is looking at us. They got their reps coming over to see like what we're doing, how we've been able to change the culture. 
So it's been cool to see that. Yeah. And they're not, they're not, no one's going to catch up. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been really fun to be able to build something that's like, you know, I've never had something that was like mine. Like even when I played football, I wasn't the football captain. Yeah. I was just like a dude on the team. To be able to have my own team, um, it's put me in, you know, the, it's, it developed me very rapidly than I, I would have thought. And then it's also just like really sick to just have like, you know, this is your team. Like we all have each other's backs and stuff. So it's like, and I wouldn't trade it for like the world. Like it's the coolest thing ever. Like I just look around, like all these people in the meeting, like these are like my guys like yeah. or girls or whatever. Like they're all super motivated people and, you know, um, just maximizing the potential out of everyone and just getting them to, the, cause a lot of people they won't see, a lot of them will grow, I don't know how they grow up, everyone grows up different, but a lot of them don't see that, um, the mindset that like we as a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs have, like mm-hmm. you can be a millionaire by 23, you know, you can achieve financial freedom by the time you're 25 yeah. and you don't have to work your whole life. Like, and a lot of people, these people have never heard it yeah. because maybe they're coming from a poorer background or, you know, a nine to five, you know, their parents are just stuck in a nine to five, like go to college, get a job. That's the, that's the route. That's the only way. But it's like, mm-hmm. Things are so different now, and I just people, you know, they'll have epiphanies in the meeting sometimes when you go over that, and just seeing that the the shift in people is like really like probably the coolest thing in this whole job. Yeah, yeah, it's been super cool. Well, Katie, I love that you shared your tips and uh, tricks with us today about building the teams. The last thing I want to ask you about is um, I've always seen, and I really think about this, but you're big on like you know kind of designing the environment and everything. Before when you came, um, yeah. I mean, we just had kind of the basic office and everything. Now the office is uh, pretty decked out. We got a whole uh, <laughs> library of success books here. We've got, you know, the 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 pictures on the wall talking about, you know, yeah. gold and stuff like that. So what's your, uh, and you kind of taking it upon yourself to design things and everything. Is that just kind of like a hobby or is there a reason behind that? Oh, there's a reason. I mean, environment is destiny. So this environment we had when I came in, we were in a little office. It was not motivating at all, just walking in there. Uh, yeah. It's kind of dark. It's kind of small. It's kind of cramped. Yeah. Um, looking around, there's a really much on the walls now. Uh, I'd, I'd be looking at these other, um, I'd be looking at posters and stuff. And like, they're sick. So I'm like, we need an incentive. Like, we need to get these posters, like, yeah, they're a thousand dollars for five posters, but yeah. I'm sure I guarantee it. With the re- the way people um, are in the office, the mood when they just just seeing those on the walls, I guarantee you know you guys will make your money back just investing a thousand dollars. People are t- taking pictures with them now and stuff because they just like they're sick, you know. Yeah. Um, they're really like hardcore. It's like one's hustle, the most important word ever. One's limitless. Um, it's like infinite. It's all definitions of what those words mean. It's like limitless. Uh, definite possibilities mm-hmm. of those who believe or it's just really cool stuff like that and it's like and then we got you know couches and then uh you know and brought all my books that i've read in and have people check them out because um i want people to walk into our office and immediately know like we're here to hustle like if you're not a hustler if you're not uh you know if you don't if you don't hustle like you won't fit here like you won't like you just you can go you know work your mcdonald's job this is not for people who look for an hourly wage this is people we're looking to create massive wealth um, in all areas. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's cool because when we're doing recruiting meetings, stuff like that, dude, guys can immediately tell, like, what's the environment of, yeah. of the job? Like, who is it for? We don't have to say anything. They can see just by looking at the environment. They can see it's for, yeah, probably a young hustler yeah. or someone that's motivated. So they know. So I think it's even for sure made its money back in just the recruits we've gotten, dude. Oh, yeah, totally. totally like that. 
So yeah, that's something I've learned from Katie, and even seeing his apartment, he's got to organize. He's definitely he's yeah. set up the space you want to be right. Yeah, and then even this guy, you know, Dan Pagan, you saw him speak. Uh, yeah. uh, he'll go over stuff like there's a whole bunch of different views on this, but um, it, like acting successful before he's successful. Now, what he did, he would buy designer suits on credit cards before he could afford them. Now, I'm not saying do that. You know, most financial gurus were, you know, kill me for saying that or <laughs> kill him for saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying what he said. He's okay. worth $50 billion. But um, that's what he did. It worked for him. Um, he was, you know, looking at Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. dealerships before and in one year doing that he looked at a Rolls Royce every weekend and with one one year doing that he owned a Rolls Royce wow. um, and stuff like that so it's just that your environment is so like even if you're like what I'd say I'm not we're, we've split the apartment up so I'm not like you know really out of my budget to afford it mm-hmm. um, but in the beginning we might have thought that we were because it wasn't as many people living in it so um, mm-hmm. but really that environment of that it's a nice apartment. We're going to buy nice apartments in San Diego. Yeah. That environment is really like those tastes of success that you have. Like even that Tesla, driving that every day. Yeah. It doesn't make you complacent. It makes you like, I need to act as someone who has a Tesla. Yeah. Like what am I doing? I can't be lazy. I have a Tesla. I'm driving a Tesla. I cannot be lazy. Like this is, you know, otherwise I'd be like putting on a false image or like I'm living in this apartment. I can't be sleeping in until, you know, noon and like just rolling out of bed. So there's little tastes of like little successes that you can, uh, within reason, afford yourself and mm-hmm. really um, get yourself to that next level. Um, I think those are really crucial. Like all, um, you know, I'm making a lot, but I also I'll constantly make myself broke. Like my account maybe net, you know, never really goes over five thousand because I'm always spending, um, you know, not on stupid stuff, but mm-hmm. just spending on stuff only my business. So I'm constantly broke. Um, so a lot of people when they save money, it's I think it's out of the fear of not being able to create new money. That's why people save. Uh, all my focus is on getting my monthly income up. So if I were to save for one month, like I'm good. You know yeah. that's what that's what I'm focused on. Not really saving money because saving money, you know, saving to invest maybe like saving to invest in this clothing launch we're doing and stuff. But once I have that money, it's gone, yeah. and then I have to create a new one. And my back is against the wall. So I constantly put my back against the wall. With stuff like that, that's something I haven't really talked about, but I will do that. Uh, you know, if you don't know my don't know my finances, you're not going to know that, so that's why I'm yeah. sharing it. Yeah. Uh, but I'll constantly just spend all the money I have basically on um, stuff that will potentially make me more money. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does. So uh, just that um, it really puts your back against the wall, really gets you motivated again. Especially hopping in the Tesla of the apartment. Like I got, I'm looking at my account and I'm in a Tesla. I gotta, you know, I gotta really hustle today. Yeah. You know, that's the that's what's worked for me, um, and that's what I'm probably going to continue doing. Yeah. You know? No, and you look at any successful entrepreneur, they've definitely been broke. They've definitely, you know, been bankrupt or close to bankrupt. Yeah. You look at, like, Russell Brunson. He talks about all the times where he's been close to bankrupts and everything. So even they're having having all this success, it's like you're saying they're not afraid to invest their money and spend it on things that are going to increase their income and yeah. increase their business. So I think it's something that people get fearful about but yeah totally i mean if you're living in fear then you're not going to improve yeah i mean i just know if i saw you know 50k in my bank account and i showed up to work i'd be like i'm good i got 50k in there you know i don't have to hustle as hard yeah i got 50k in there you know yeah Uh, but it's like i got a thousand in there (laughs) yeah and first of all i mean if you're making that much i mean don't let it sit in the bank accounts too yeah guys i know that are making that much money it's like you're saying they're not seeing that much of it because even if they're loaded, all this money is going in. You know, yeah, it's getting yourself in the habit of like just like saving your money, which is you know 
I don't think it's smart. Like, you can save to invest, but, like, just saving to save, people honestly get, like, afraid to spend that money. Like, I got it to 50. Uh, I don't want to spend, you know, any money because then it goes below 50 or whatever. And that money they could have spent could have been a course or something that could have really increased their income, but they just didn't want to invest it because they wanted to save it. I'm pretty reckless with my spending. With that being said, that's why I'm able, um, I feel, to, like, uh, that being reckless is... Uh, really helped me increase my income just because I'm not willing to risk. I'm willing to risk all like a lot of money on businesses and stuff, and it's like honestly really fun. But I don't look at it as lost money. I'm just like okay, this one didn't work. Now let's see what's next or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I already failed at like two businesses, um, you know. But uh, I just probably spent. Let me lost ten, fifteen k with the two of them. Uh, but this and this next one, you know, it's fitness. It's what I'm passionate about. I'm not gonna let anything you know get in the way of it and. Yeah, you know, we have the right mentors in place. I think we can definitely make it happen. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we could go on and on about Gabby's businesses, stuff like that. <laughs> when he first came out, yeah. I saw him start his cooking. Yeah, I can be on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. I got to get one up soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'll probably be launching that. But, uh, yeah. Katie, it's been awesome having you on the show. And yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I know we barely scratched the surface, but yeah, I know you got a lot coming. You got your fitness line. You got probably a podcast coming soon and everything yeah so uh for right now you talked about your instagram but where can people find you again on instagram and your yeah so instagram you know i don't really do facebook uh, yet um you know i just mainly instagram so it's kevin underscore dana underscore um so just follow me on there you know uh you message me on there too i reply to almost everyone who messages me um so yeah that's where you can find me cool so yeah, definitely check him out. He's got big dreams. He's crushing it in the solar industry, and he's crushing it in his entrepreneurial ventures, too. So you're not going to want to miss out on following <laughs> him and seeing what Appreciate he's up to. Appreciate Yep. So, uh, Katie, thanks again. And any final advice you want to leave for our solarpreneurs here before we let you go? Um, I don't know. Just, like, dream big. Like, there's no other. There's no point in dreaming small. Like, if you, you know, what's that saying? You shoot for the start or shoot for the moon, you're landing on the stars or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, like, I love that stuff and just like there's no if you don't have like the people who are crazy enough to think that they can be a billionaire and stuff those are the people who do and the people who are just like yeah whatever you know those people people always reflect their insecurity on you like especially with your parents or whatever um not out of like hate or anything just out of fear of like what they learned from their experience but um they always put their insecurities because they couldn't do something they didn't follow their dreams um, that they didn't, you know, that you shouldn't either. You should go be an accountant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think anyone was put on this earth to freaking crunch numbers all day in an office and, like, work until they're 55, 60 years old, being stressed out every single day, every single tax season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think every person on here, you know, I believe in God, uh, but basically everyone on here on this earth was put here for a reason, and I think that reason is to help others. And when you're an accountant, I mean, sure, you're helping your clients with money, but you're not really helping much past that. Like, you really want to be able to create financial freedom for yourself so you can go do these things for, um, you know, start a village in Africa or start all these cool, crazy things that really help change the world. And uh, The people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are people who do. Um, So that's what, you know, that's what I leave with. I think everyone should be able to have those dreams and have those desires because if you don't even have the desire, obviously it's not going to happen. Um, basically just like know that your potential is a lot more than any of us know and just like really chase it your whole life. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's all I'd say. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. So solar printers get out there, dream big, like you're saying, find a mentor, people you can follow like Katie here and that's how you're going to crush it in this industry (laughs) in any entrepreneur. I'm not ready to mentor yet. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
But, uh, you know, definitely follow people who are one step ahead of you, and that's how you're going to have a lot of success, too. So, Katie, thanks again for coming on the show, and we'll talk soon, my friend. Yeah, awesome. Appreciate it. Sweet, bro. How long was that? Um, let's see here. Wow, what another amazing episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast. Now, before we take off here, do us a favor and go leave an honest review on your platform of choice or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps us get the word out about the Solarpreneur movement and impact more entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and marketers just like you. And hey, don't forget to head over to Facebook and join the Solarpreneur group for more daily content that's going to impact you and help you take your sales game to the next level. See you guys in the next episode.